Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Morning. All right. Going? Dirty Sports oh, episode. There we go. I, I forgot. Up, to, up. Did the it echo. Again. It's like, did am it? I having a stroke? Yeah, that's on me. Oh, ah, wow. Oh, Hot. man. I'm sniffling. I'm knocking the back mic. In the, back in the day of the uh, Smut Studio and the Zoom thing, you'd be like, oh, oh, we're starting over. We're starting over. Now that we're on the you know, Zoom video, we just roll through it no matter what happens. Plus, I've, I've mellowed out. Yeah. You'd be like, goddamn Trevor. Like, what did Trevor do? What is Trevor doing right now is the question. I don't know. It's a great question. Will... Well, Will Trevor be invited to Twerk's wedding as just like a can, can we get like a a picture of all the interns at Twerk's wedding in suits? I think the bigger question is, will we? I'm not assuming either of us would be invited to Twerk's wedding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'd like to think that we would be, though. It'll be a I good would. time. Weddings are tough, though, man. Like. You, you have such a finite list, especially a lot of times if you want I to think keep Twerks it small. put in the in a tweet or something like see you at the wedding or something like that. I think he's going to get lit at his wedding. Him and I his, have a feel. I him have and his girl would go hard. I don't know if you remember a couple of those Savage Town pool parties. They Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the original White Claw. Like, the, Twerks was drinking White Claw when it was still being made in a bathtub. <laughs> Brooks like, you know about this hard seltzer? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, like, I don't know, but a couple of my friends have been taking just big bottles of Perrier and dumping it into a bathtub, throwing in vodka and just lemon slices. Yeah, he would go hard. Like, like, dude, uh, no way you're leaving. You're like leaving here in a vehicle without some sort of ride share person taking you. You, you are like, like, like he was that guy. Do, do you remember that one July 4th? Do you remember the blacked out, the blacked out neighbor I had who was trying to fight everybody? I think I was gone by that point, but it was like, I remember it. I was there in the beginning. And Twerks was the mediator, which is the funniest. But he's like, I got this. He's blacked out. drunk. I got this studying law. Let, let me let me get in the middle of the situation. And people were looking at me saying, Ruther, get, I'm like, I'm not getting in the middle of this. There's some, the guy was way bigger than me, first yeah. of all. And secondly, like he was so drunk. He's the type of guy where he would swing, he'd probably miss. And then he'd crack his head open. I'm like, I don't want to deal with Twerk this. jumped in. He's like, have you tried the mango? Oh, that's that's the same guy who used to clip his toenails out at the pool and people would be so repulsed. No, that's he, fucked up. Yeah, he'd walk out. He'd, he'd hop in a chair in between like two girls in a thong tanning. Just start clipping his toenails. I think he was a uh, I want to say he was a Boston person. 
Sounds about right. Yeah, he was somewhere. He was somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, I want to say Boston. Everything about him screams Boston. You, you can size up those type of people. Yeah. What's what's going on? What's going on in your neck? What's up? What's up with LA? Um, I mean, pretty standard, pretty standard stuff these days in LA. I mean, everything's relatively kind of normal-ish. Clubs reopen. I'm getting back to work on some stand-up. Um, you know, just same old. I'm I'm basically like I'm so old now. It's like amazing how I mean I've talked about it before, but like my life. You know, like you, you, there, there's, it's kind of like a slow crawl from youth to, to elderly behavior. Like it, it, it's normally very like, hey, when did I get so old? I got old in one day. And now just like ever since my ski accident, like my whole life is like doing elderly, like body care shit. Like after this, I'm going to have a, str- like an assisted stretch. I got to swim every day. I, you know, I'm taking drinking collagen tea i'm just like an old person now i feel like i'm just the, the oldest person of all time and well, it happened you, in one day well you the thing is you have to do that to remain somewhat young like, like the, the the difference is right back in the day you didn't have to do those things yeah now you have I, I feel the same way like i stretch now i try to stretch every day like not quick stretches but legit stretches i bought some stretch bands to really make myself more limber because i just can't i can't even from just two years ago i know what you're saying putting the miles on my legs if i run like five miles now is so much harder than it was two years ago and i didn't even jack up my knee i mean i used to do the joke about it it's like the first thing i ever noticed was just hangovers like my hangovers got so much worse but Physically, I always felt pretty good. You know what I mean? I could always like get off the couch and go play volleyball, like, you know, no problem, or play basketball or do whatever. Now I'm just now like in the last year and a half. Once you get once you're on your back for four months, it's hard to get back off it. So I'm just in a daily fight against father time. So old. It's sad. Well, I, I always tell people you just have to again, I have to try to do things to maintain because you, I mean, you see people though that are old that you're like, wow, you're still I have to start listening to Rogan and get on the, uh, you know, get on some healthy greens, some bulletproof coffee, some, some brain powder, some horse, horse meds. I, uh, well, sensory deprivation, which I haven't done forever. Um, I mean, I can't, I know you're going to make fun of me. I, I mean, I can't rave enough about yoga though. Like for me personally, just twice a week for the last two months. I, I mean, it's just because you're talking about stretching. I'm not doing the hardcore. This is old people. But just that hour where they're going to make sure that I stretch, it's and, and also up here mentally, I, I think it's 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 done wonders. For well, me. that's why we're going early today. I I. I've been on the once a week assisted stretch where I just lay there and somebody literally forces my body to go further than it is, which has been amazing for my legs. That's what I'm saying. Like my legs are so fucked. How, how far, if I said bend over, how far could you go? I don't know. I haven't tried it. You haven't tried it. 
no. But it's, right now would be right now would be tough. Like that's the thing too. Every day, God, what are we doing? Like the old sports podcast. It, after this, we're gonna have to talk about how fucking Kevin Durant would never survive in 1985. Joe Dumars would take his arms off, beat him to death with it. Um, it, you know, it's every day is like the daily thing. Like right now, because I I swam hard yesterday, and. Uh, like my back is all like whatever. Like now I got up this morning. It's like it's gonna be two hours before I feel like limber. Yeah. Well, that's where routine and I don't know. You're right. We're, we're going on this too too much. But like for me, it's like if I wake up and stretch right away, or if I stretch before bed, I, I feel a lot better. Although my although advice, my advice for our all our young kids is just like I'm not saying get ahead of it because who don't don't stretch when you're in your fucking 20s who cares but i'm just saying appreciate it go out do some dumb shit you know play some fucking you know play some ultimate frisbee or whatever the fucking kids are playing these days get one thing's for sure get away from your fucking gaming console and use your body while you can because you'll wake up one day and you'll just be fucking old and i i put in a good i was like hmm, i'm gonna i'm gonna be I'm going to go, I'm going to go longer than most guys my age. And then of course, you know, literally taken out at the knees by life. I just learned my, my great grandfather on my dad's side. So my dad's mom's father, he, he was 95 when he died. That like blew my mind. I like found an old prayer card from his funeral. He's born in 1881. He died in 1976. I'm not, it's crazy to me. You know, those were hard lives back then. I'm thinking this guy lasted 95 years, 95 years. Still never got an iPhone. Sad. I mean, you know, this guy <laughs> lived, this guy was fucking, he didn't even have buttons on his phone. He was still rotarying people. Yeah. And he thought it was awesome. Yeah. He's like, we're going to call you uncle Daryl who lives all the way over there in Kentucky. Watch this. And have his voice coming through the phone. Well, I think all this old talk is actually a good segue to talk more Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> this is where we're leading off with. Oh, you yeah. are obsessed with this story. I'm obsessed. I can't. I can't. Get I feel enough. like this is I feel like this is. I feel like if this happened in uh, Illinois, you wouldn't be as into it. This is you're just like you crave the Ohio-ness. You are Mr. Ohio at this point. Well, I, that might be part of it, but come on. I, I, I don't I don't think I'm on my own island on this. I mean, if you, you look at social, like I mean, we're talking Ben Simmons is like demanding a trade. You're like, how about this fake high school? Well, but, I, mean, ben, I have nine part. I have a nine part investigative story about this. Well, I, I would argue that Ben Simmons isn't even that big of a news because they were trying to trade him anyway. Yeah. Now he's saying he refuses to come back. Okay, like to me, that 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 was a progression story. This Bishop Sycamore, we'll get to Ben Simmons. Okay. Ben Simmons is on the rundown, but come on, this man. is the B. This is the BS report. Ben Simmons, Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, we're talking about a story that gets wilder. Being sore. Any other BS? The bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well. Since Monday's show, so much has happened. So, like, to the point where I'm Bath losing tub track. seltzers, <laughs> bath salts. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, we're, we're to the point now. I was critical of ESPN 
But now I, I got to be critical of everybody. Yeah, but still be critical of ESPN because sure. the only reason we know. Listen, this isn't the first time some fucking person has decided to be a full-on con artist, scammer, or whatever. The, the only reason it's a thing, there's probably 20 other Bishop Sycamore type schools out there today. Just no one gives a shit because they're not on ESPN. So let's still shit on ESPN. No, yeah, I agree. We still shit on ESPN, but to me, this story has become so wild because they're not even a school, really. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're, we went from, hey, this is kind of a whack program that lied to get on ESPN. They're not even, they're being investigated by the state. So, I mean, the governor, I, again, it's an Ohio thing for sure, but the governor of Ohio has Barry now- Larkin. Barry Larkin. He's commented on it. He said, like many Ohioans, I'm concerned by the recent reports and questions raised about Bishop Sycamore. While this weekend's football game brought concerns about health and safety of players, it also raised red flags about the school's operations. Schools like Bishop Sycamore have an obligation under Ohio law to meet certain minimum standards. And then he goes on to say, whether Bishop Sycamore meets these standards is not clear. I've asked the Ohio Department of Education to conduct an investigation to ensure compliance with Ohio law. You know, this is where it gets wild for me because it's listed as a non-charter school. It's not listed next year under the Ohio Department of Education. So it's basically not a school. Right. This is this is like Bernie Madoff went high school football. And what's well, we great- that. I mean, the idea, let, let's take it, let's take it on this, the, let's, let's say it was a school. And it was like the idea that you're, you have a football team, one that's like going to compete at like a high level football, not like playing other weird chart, like the, the idea of being an online school with a football team, like it would be crazy if next week. You know, they announced the teams that were playing in the Maui Invitational and they were like, Duke, UNC, University of Phoenix. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. You can't look. You can't just be like, where do these kids meet? Where do these kids play? Where do these kids train? Like, but see, that that's my thing is that, again, we live in an age where you have access to more information than ever. But also these things continue to happen where it's just as easy to dupe people because no one does their homework. No one does their research. Right. Like you're saying, Joe, they're not playing nobody's. They're, they're playing the best schools in the country. They're playing like the top 20 high schools, the traditional powerhouse high school football teams. Now, are they still going? Like, what is happening here? Are they still, is there going to be a week two for them? So I think a lot of games have been canceled. Well, well they played yeah. since since the show. You know, that was their second game. And I think in three days, right. That, which is a wild. So they were sharing. There's the video footage of them sharing helmets. Yeah. But the crazy stuff to me is the complex magazine stuff. Now, did they, did you say they have played again since then? No, no. So the coach has been fired. Okay. The coach who had a warrant out for his arrest. They closed his zoom box yeah so the coach had a warrant out for his arrest 
I saw last night, I didn't realize this till last night. This made me laugh pretty hard. The school's founder is also listed as the director, whatever that means. He's the founder and director, and he's also the offensive and defensive line coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like this is what we're dealing with. The school, the guy who founded the school is also the O and D line coach on the football. Basically, team. the whole thing was just to get a football team going. The whole thing was a giant sham to get a football team. But what's crazy is a lot of the guys had already finished high school or were done with high school. Right. Did you see that? Andy, I saw nothing. I'm letting you bring me all the information. Okay. So a lot of the players were you're, like, you're obsessed with this story. I'm like, all right. it's not just I'll me. I, I, I'd say most people are, they had 19 and 20 year old junior college dropouts on this team. And the craziness to me that no, now, one- so is this just basically, so, you know, in basketball, right. High school basketball, isn't everything. In fact, many people would argue AAU basketball is far more important than high school. They don't do that. If football, you're, you know, and, and, and baseball, summer baseball, American Legion, baseball, whatever, pony, like all that shit, just as important. The guys get scouted in that. Football, it's kind of like your high school team or bust. Like not a lot of guys playing. Is this the, essentially the equivalent of starting an AAU team to compete? against high schoolers because it's the only time you can compete in football is, I mean, is this what happened? Yeah. Like, I'd, what, I'd say was, that's the analogy was, was the idea that these coaches and these founders of the school, like they're not just trying to win football games. What do they care? Who gives a shit? Like is the idea that they were like going to get a bunch of these kids and then get them a bunch of them scholarships. And then they were going to somehow yada, yada, yada profit. Yeah, I mean, they had a GoFundMe. They were trying to raise money, and they didn't raise any money. The wild stuff that I was reading, at least the the wildest stuff from my vantage point, is the interview that they some of the players that one of the players did with Complex Magazine. This is wild. So this is let me read some of these quotes from the interview. The guy asked, "What's the craziest thing that happened while you were there?" Talking about playing for Bishop Sycamore. He says, there's shit I, I could say, but I really don't want to get into. For the last month and a half, we had about 35 players. We moved into these new houses. For that month and a half, we were all sleeping on the floor. We had to go rob Myers, Kroger's, Walmarts, because that was the only way we could eat. So he responds, that's crazy. The guy from Bishop Sycamore says, it's crazy, but I can think of shit that's crazier than that. Sleeping on the floor and doing all that shit. That don't get me. Then drops the N-bomb. Almost got stabbed. So some of the guys almost got stabbed in there. We had players from every borough from New York. Then we had players from the inner city of Columbus. That's where I'm from. Everything didn't mix, especially with no supervision. So he says, well, what made you appeal to go to that school? He said, at first they had a plan like brochures, they sent me books and stuff, how school was supposed to happen, blueprints. They told us, did you see this? They told us we were going to be on Netflix. There's a video that's resurfaced of a kid touring, and he's like, we're going to be on Netflix, that we were going to be on a show. They said we were going to be the IMG Academy of the Midwest. So is this the yada, yada, yada profit part? Like the idea is these coaches or whatever are going to like 
film a reality show about like cast off high school players? I guess. I, I guess that's the. Uh, I guess that's the thing. And uh, I somehow. I somehow feel like my older brother is involved in this. Like I'm, I saw, I feel like I feel like if I dig deep enough, like my older brother who played, you know, peewee football for one year is going to turn up as their secondary coach and uh, somehow was planning on profiting from this. Well, the coach who's Roy Johnson, who was fired. The, apparently a stabbing happened. Mm-hmm. This, th- this is wild. So one of the players says. There was an incident. Should I speak of this? The other player says, go ahead. So this is what they're saying to the interviewer at Complex. So the Sycamore, the Bishop Sycamore player says this. There was an incident where there was a homeless dude that tried to break into Roy's car. Again, Roy is the head coach. Mm-hmm. That morning we were supposed to practice and everyone came out. And there's videos of this, but I don't want it to be released because many players would get in trouble with the law. But they ended up jumping the homeless man and beating him and saying the coach authorized that. Dude, this is wild. I can't get enough. Give me more of my veins. I need some more Bishop Sycamore talk. This is going to be the wildest documentary, 30 for 30, whatever happens. We've never seen a story like this, ever. The layers and the depth, you just keep peeling back more and more. It's one thing to have a whole scam. These guys are now almost killing a homeless guy and the coach is authorizing it. They're videotaping it. They're 19 and 20 year old kids. Some of them are already done with school. This, this is absolutely bonkers. And, and I just is- need one of these kids to like transfer and go like play major college. Like I need one of these kids to end up in the NFL. And he's going to be like, Barcavius Ginger Snap, Bishop Sycamore. And we're like, when, when that happens on fucking Sunday night football, five years from now, the whole world is going to lose its mind. Imagine me. Yeah. I'll did, be, did he just say Bishop Sycamore? The name, the name. The Bishop Sycamore High School. The name alone gave red, gave should have given red flags. Any school bishop is associated with a Catholic school, and they're not. And locally, we have a Sycamore High School, which is funny, a public school. So, like, the name should have given red flags. Their address. Who went to Sycamore High School? Some famous people. Yeah, I think some famous ones did. Oh, you know who went? Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Kevin Euclid went there. I know that. Wow. There you he, go. He's, he's one. So my little brother's kids would go there if they go to public schools. They'll go to Sycamore. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's a few. I can't think of any any other ones on the top of my head. But the thing I, that I tweeted out on Dirty Sports, which again is another little nugget that just made me laugh so hard, was their address is listed. The address that was listed for Bishop Sycamore is actually a duplex. <laughs> Where is it? Columbus, Ohio. I feel like I need you to go there on like a Yoshi style field trip and just get a picture of you like visiting the Bishop Sycamore campus. 
put it on Instagram. Like, just check it out the campus of Bishop Sycamore today. The other address listed on Max Preps, which is a big high school sports website. I can't believe that we there wasn't there wasn't years where it crossed over and suddenly the original frat boys of comedy had gotten booked to perform at Bishop Sycamore. I know it would have been awesome. So, In one of the great crossover scams of all time. I, I should tell Yoshi to add this to his list because Yoshi's yeah. Yoshi's, Yoshi's to, already Yoshi's already there. Well, Yoshi, it's funny you said Yoshi texted me this week. Yoshi's the, the running backs coach. <laughs> Yoshi's got a visor and a whistle. Yoshi's going to be back. Yoshi's the beat up the homeless people coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, hit him with your car. And if that doesn't work, stomp him like you're there, your mother-in-law. <laughs> Yoshi is going to be here. You're going to love Again? this. Again? Uh, so Yoshi texted me Monday. Are you free the 17th and 18th? And 17th is my dad's birthday. So I know I got, you know, family stuff that weekend. Um, and I told him that. So I said, I'm, I'm pretty tied up. And. He said, well, I'm going to be back in Ohio. I'm renting a car from Pittsburgh and visiting Ohio for 40 hours. You're going to love this. He, he sends me a screenshot of the map. And the map shows that he's doing 688 miles just all around Ohio. And I'm like, what? 688 miles? Ohio's not that big of a state. So he lists, these are the nine places he's visiting. Tracy Lord's birth home. Jesus Christ. Lex Wexner and Jeffrey Epstein's home. I guess Jeffrey Epstein had a big mansion in outside of Columbus. Knock him stiff, which I don't know what that is. John Holmes's birth home, Dayton, Ohio, because I guess they signed a big, the big peace accord from Kosovo and Dayton. He wants to visit where they signed the peace accord. Porn and peace accords and porn and peace accords and child molesters. The Ohio State Reformatory, that's where they have uh, the original Shawshank. Canton for the Hall of Fame, Youngstown, Ohio. What a psycho. The, the problem with Yoshi is like, I feel like he doesn't even, he's like the opposite of everybody alive today. He doesn't like take pictures or do anything of any of this shit. No one can even follow his travels. He's literally going for himself to see so, Tracy Lord's birth home. Well, I, I think there's something kind of Yoshi. Start fucking historical places in porn.com already. Well, I've told him. So he said, do you want to do a Zoom podcast? And I said, no. I said, dude, that's what I told him. I said, how you got, how we do this? If I was available, because he said he'll do all those again, which is hilarious with me. I said, if you really want to do it and try to make this into something like a TV show or YouTube channel of Yoshi visiting weird spots, which I think would be hilarious. I go, you got to get a camera guy. Like we got to go have somebody in a car with us film it but you just going and posting a picture on instagram of john holmes childhood house you know it doesn't have much legs to it but i think we should add the bishop sycamore yeah address and also they listed a local university library as their address I tweeted this out and I stand by this. It's basically for anybody who likes always sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm a huge fan of that show. And when the gang creates all these wild ideas, it's basically if always sunny created their own high school football team. Yeah. 
Like that's what Bishop Sycamore is. It's the characters from always sunny creating their own high school football team. And somehow this went past everyone's head, including all these teams that they're playing. I wonder if the, uh, the theatrical release they do of the Bishop Sycamore story, if they'll just use all the people that were cast in the tiger King, uh, theatrical thing that fell out of popularity and will never get made, or if they'll actually try to start their own. <laughs> their own thing just show up and change the signs on the production from tiger king to Bishop are you Bishop. sure i think they are making something i don't think they are i'm pretty sure think, they are i think they had plans to and then they were like mm, no one cares anymore we canceled it canceled it before it was made you sure i think so no i think uh i think there's gonna be one yeah i remember seeing this I mean, this is as of two months ago. Kate McKinnon's going to be in it. As the as the tiger as the the chick. Yeah, they might they might do something. Who knows? All I know is this, Joe. Uh, This this would be a goal of mine. I don't think we can do this. If we could have some of the players from Bishop Sycamore added to our fantasy roster on FanDuel. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be awesome. Right? Yeah. Like, like find a way to add some of these guys. That's the best part about FanDuel, Andy. Daily fantasy. You know what I mean? If you pick somebody uh, on FanDuel and then the next day, the institution that they play for uh, turns out to be a scam and the whole thing falls apart, you just pick a new player. Not like these season-long fantasy drafts where you'd be stuck with a team of Bishop Sycamore players that no longer exist. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like I said, every episode, there's there's so many different types of formats. You can do the main slate, the single game, best ball, snake draft. It's daily fantasy. So start playing this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit, up to $500. So sign up now, Dirtballs. Like Joe said, there's so many different formats that you can play. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at fanduel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. And if you haven't created your rosters yet on the on the year-long season i assume that's coming up and, and a lot of big decisions will have to be made and some decisions will have to be made on the sixers we teased it earlier but i had to get to bishop sycamore first we'll be, we'll, but here's the other bs story of the day ben simmons he's saying he's refusing to play yeah and you know, it's it's led me to this. The So, so many layers to this story. But the first one is he tried to go. He tried to go full Max Scherzer, right? He was like, I'm just going to say California because there's only good teams in California. So instead of like seeming like I'll only go, go to good teams, like a little bitch, I'll just pick a random area and say that this geography is where I want to play. 
So he was like, I want to go to a California team. And the funniest part about it is Ben Simmons, like basketball fans everywhere, totally forgot the Sacramento Kings exist. And now the Sacramento Kings are highly in the mix to get Ben Simmons because he said California thinking like, oh, I'm going to Scherzer it. I just want to go to California. So I either want to play for the Warriors, the Clippers or the Lakers. And then Sacramento Kings were like, what's up, dog? (laughs) Which, by the way, can we talk about this? Why do the Sacramento Kings exist? The Sacramento Kings, the only professional sports team in Sacramento, an hour and 15 minutes east of like another professional basketball team in a city that has like, I mean, I know they have a great fan base. Supposedly we haven't seen them in like a decade, but uh, it's weird that Sacramento has a team, right? I've always thought that it's super weird. Like Buffalo has football. Buffalo has hockey. You know, there used to be a Buffalo basketball team. You would think like, oh, that makes sense. There's a city there where like sports exist. Sacramento, just hoops. Yeah. So the history, you know, that's the, they're originally the Cincinnati Royals. So yeah. brief history, 57 to 72 Cincinnati Royals. Then from 72 to uh, 84, they played in Kansas City. And then 85, they moved to Sacramento. Yeah, I don't know either. So random. So random. But I kind of love it. This is like I, you know, I had always talked about, I think Ben Simmons to the Warriors would be a fantastic fit for a number of reasons. The Warriors basically jumped in and said, we're not interested. We never actually pursued it. Ben Simmons is not coming to the Warriors. The Lakers and Clippers, I mean, the Lakers got Rondo the other day and have now filled literally every single roster spot that they have. Um, The Clippers, I mean, does Ben Simmons even fit the Clippers? Like, I mean, I guess he, he could fit the Clippers, but like, who are you giving up if you're the Clippers that makes that worth it to the Sixers without then also hampering your own team? So in one of the ultimate what I'm calling Scherzer backfire. He thinks he's, you know, secretly forcing his way to good teams by picking a random geographical location. That's only full of good teams. And then they're just boom, the fucking Sacramento Kings are in the mix. And I love it. I hope Ben Simmons ends up on the Kings. You ever been to Sacktown? I have. I like Sacramento. It's fine. You know what I mean? For me, every, the only times I've ever been to Sacramento are when I'm going between the Bay and Tahoe. Like I've never gone there on purpose on my, on its own, like a cord, but good restaurants in Sacramento, cool little downtown. Um, I also went and did comedy shows there one time. That was the only time I didn't go between the Bay and whatever, but I like Sacramento. It's fine. It's uh, but is it deserving of NBA basketball team? No, I don't think so. I've only been there once. I did. I did a a frat boys comedy show at UC Sacramento Ir- State. UC Irvine. No, I'm sorry, not Irvine. Davis. Uh, UC Davis. 
and then uh we went to a strip club afterwards i was with this is this is talk about dating myself this was spring of 2010 i was with andrew santino we drove up there and uh we do the show and i used to have like girls i didn't put like craigslist ads out i mean <laughs> thinking about looking looking back at this I know. Like, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You were the Bishop Sycamore of comedy production houses. Like I'd, I'd put Craigslist because I would need girls to, we had merchandise. And I wanted girls to sell it, like cute girls to sell it. So you put out a Craigslist ad to like hire models. Let's put that in air quotes. Yeah. In Instagram didn't exist. Pay a girl like 25 bucks an hour, have her work for two hours. Anyway, a couple of these cute girls want to go to a strip club afterwards. So, so we went, the funniest part was so Santino and I went and the one girl was like, okay, I'll drive you guys there. And uh, when she came back to pick us up, she had her boyfriend <laughs> like left that part out. So it was like me, him, one of the models, one of the models and her boyfriend went to this strip club and the one girl got so drunk. She was puke. Like it was just one of those nights where you're like, she's puking in the parking lot. You're like, oh, this is a disaster. Like that's my one experience at Sacramento. Haven't really spent time there, but they had, they had some fun teams. Now when they battled those Lakers squads, which is still pretty controversial. Yeah. Those were some uh, fun series in absolutely. the early 2000s. Absolutely. But also, you know, should Sacramento have a basketball team? Well, no. they might get Ben Simmons. I mean, the, the tough thing is like, who, what team are you? Like what, I guess, what would you be willing to give up to get Ben Simmons? I mean, the Kings are saying they won't include De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton. Dude, my, you know what my take on? Where, just, where does Ben Simmons end up? I don't know. And to be honest, I, I just wouldn't trade for him. I just wouldn't trade for him. It, 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 like, I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this. It, he, he hasn't shown the desire to improve his game. Ben Simmons trade destination odds via BetGM MGM as of Wednesday morning. Now these have probably changed slightly because, um, you know, teams like uh, the Warriors are saying like, they're not going to trade for him or whatever. But as of yesterday morning, Golden State Warriors three to one, Minnesota Timberwolves four to one, Sacramento Kings six to one, San Antonio Spurs eight to one, Toronto Raptors eight to one, every other team eleven to one or larger. So at this point, do we think he goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves? Man, talk about talk about your all time backfires. Talk about going somewhere to die and just end yeah. your career. Yeah, we we have you want me to play a depressed Sixers fan? Sure. This dude so depressed. Here's a call. What's going on, boys? This is uh, Alex Walters, also known as uh, the depressed Sixers fan. <laughs> By the way, couldn't tell. Couldn't tell you're depressed at all, dude. And uh, I haven't really been able to react to this news, but I saw the Ben Simmons thing talking about he wants out. And I'm curious what you guys even think about this. Like, 
I know I might be biased as a Sixers fan, but is this one of like the biggest back tracks and talent and just kind of situations ever? I mean, the guy that could have been traded for James Harden. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but man, I defended Ben Simmons forever. But man, I don't know. I don't even know what we can get for him. Because nobody wants him. His value is so fucking in the tank. I just don't know what's going to happen. I'm curious what you guys think. The guy that was supposed to be like LeBron can't even get traded for guys like De'Aaron Fox. So I don't know. It's kind of a mess, but I don't know. Press Sixers fan out. Man, that dude. I mean, really depressed. I understand being depressed because, you know, there was a time where his value was much higher. But keep in mind also that the Sixers weren't contenders for the NBA title this year, but they were certainly, I would say, contenders to come out of the East. And you got nothing from Ben Simmons, essentially, in the playoffs. I understand you're not going to get a James Harden back for him right now. And the value is low because what team takes Ben Simmons on and gets better enough that they give you somebody that makes the Sixers make the leap. So it's, it's tough because now he wants, now he's demanding out, but I would argue you can still improve the Sixers by getting rid of the albatross that is Ben Simmons, his contract, and all the drama that goes along with him being there. I really think, I mean, the Warriors keep saying it's like never, like it was never alive. It was never close. I still love that as a destination for him. I still think it works. But then you get into a situation where the reason it's never really alive is because they probably are like, well, you're not getting Steph or Dre or or Clay or, you know, fucking anybody that we care about. So the Sixers are like, well, then we're not going to do it. And he's like, all right, great. This is what you're going to get from every team. So I understand a Sixers fan being depressed because his value has just plummeted. But you're still like on the verge. You just need one terrible terribly run franchise to like see something and be like, here's a guy who can contribute to you. Yeah. I, I just, his value, man, it's, it really is. It's just so low. He's played four full seasons. And again, it's, it's not like he's really improved that much in that span. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you bring up his stats, well, I the, yeah. I, and, and that's the thing is the, the idea was that Ben Simmons value was in his potential always the whole sure. time. I mean, you know, the Sixers fan who just called is very low right now. Right. He's very depressed. I, so I understand him speaking sort of, you know, in, in, uh, I don't know, like he's exaggerating a little bit. Like no one ever thought he was going to be LeBron James. Get me fucking like, what's like, 
put down the Wawa hoagie. Like no one thought he was going to be LeBron James, but the idea was he had potential to be a different kind. Like the way he had potential like LeBron James was that he had the potential to be some, a kind of player we hadn't really seen before a facilitating six ten playmaker plays defense. Yeah. So it was in the potential. And now, like you said, it's five years in, we haven't seen that potential come to light. So now it's like, is he going to be that guy? Cause he's the same player. He's always been. It's just that he's not achieved the potential people thought he had. Yeah. And again, like my, my window is five years, basically. Any of these guys. Five years NBA, five years as the future NFL franchise quarterback. Like, you, like you, what have you, sh- what progressions have you made in five years? That's, that's the argument I was making on Jameis Winston the other episode. Dude, you've had five years. Where's your progression been? It hasn't been there. If, you, if you're not getting better, Look at your, okay, let's take sports out of it. Everyone, like, look at your own life. Like, the decisions I do now, five years, like, I'm just not doing the same decisions I was doing five years ago. Some, but, like, as far as maturing and making smarter decisions or thinking in a different way or just not being as immature, you can apply that same context to these athletes, you know, that was probably my problem. Remember, I gave up on Brandon Ingram too. I didn't give him five years and yeah. I gave, and I gave up too quickly. And then he and also, me I mean, I, th- I think, you know, I think whenever you're judging an athlete, you have to judge five years in, in what, you know, five years out of high school, five years after being a senior in college, five years as a starter, five years as a, you know, like Ben Simmons, he played, you know, one college season, he's five years in the NBA, but at the, at the same time in the NBA, like, at what's Ben Simmons, 24 years old at 24 years old with five years of NBA experience. You have to have, you have to have shown that you're heading toward something. Well, well, yeah, here's what I'm going to bring up. And we just talked about him on uh, Malice in the Palace talk and they talked about it. Jermaine O'Neal is a good example. Yeah. He wasn't playing really his four years with Portland. His career instantly improves the minute he goes to Indiana and becomes a starter. He had started in the first four years combined for the Trailblazers. He started 18 games. He instantly improved the minute. My, my point is like Ben hasn't shown that right. at all. I, I wouldn't want him personally. I mean, I'd want him, but it depends on what the rest of my roster looks like. And then also what I'm giving up for him. I would take a flyer on Ben Simmons if some team's willing to give him up for, you know, a couple of your role players and, you know, a second round draft pick or something. Or if you're a team that's, you know, already a competitor and you're willing to give up a late first round pick. I mean, the general consensus is if you're out of the lottery, your first round pick is doesn't matter. I'm not sure I believe in that, but that seems to be the consensus. So, you know, a late first round pick, a couple second round picks, a contributing veteran or two 
for Ben Simmons and whatever shit pieces there are to make the financials work. I would do it like, you know, the reason the Spurs, I think, are on the list is because would you be surprised if Ben Simmons went to the Spurs and Greg Popovich figured him out? I wouldn't be surprised, but I would also say he would... I would think that I would think the Spurs would make it work with him to where he doesn't even have to get that much better. But what the skills that he currently has, they could make work. Right. And that's and that's the point. You have to remember one thing about Ben Simmons. OK, the one thing to remember about Ben Simmons, five years in the league, a 6'10 point guard. Yes, he can't shoot. OK, but like Magic Johnson wasn't a jump shooter. He okay. could score, though. Yeah, absolutely. He could score. My point is this, is you have a guy with a very particular skill set. Five years in the trust the process system. And what, Doc Rivers and fucking Brown? Like, this is who you had to Sherpa him from being this, like, freak physical talent into being an NBA point guard? Doc fucking Rivers. Oh, he didn't see the leap with Doc Rivers. You know who else has never seen the leap with Doc Rivers? Fucking anybody. My point when you say you don't want him, and listen, do I want the Knicks to trade for him? No. But when you say you don't want him, it's like, for what? He's... He can be a valuable player on a team. You just need to figure it out. And he's clearly not figuring it out in Philadelphia. And I think a team, you know, with a competent coach who doesn't have to give up a lot would be a nice destination for him. If he goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves, he'll be out of basketball in five seasons. If he goes to the Spurs, Will he fucking be an all-star in three years? I don't know. But that's just like kind of the. Yeah. It's not baseball where you can just go and hit and your situation doesn't really fucking matter. Sure. Yeah, I'll be curious. This is. I feel like we haven't really seen this much. He goes to Minnesota. Him and Carl Anthony Towns are the starting players on Bishop Sycamore's basketball team within three seasons. Yeah. That'd be nice. Be a nice little squad. They can do some damage. Playing at the uh local outdoor gym. Yoshi, a homeless guy. <laughs> Rachel Nichols, Carl Anthony Towns, and Ben Simmons are the Bishmore Bishop Sycamore high school basketball team. You know who you know whose kid is going to my high school now is uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Oh yeah, this is pretty wild. He is he a quarterback? Yeah, get this. Herbstreet lives in Tennessee. Okay, they bought a house in Cincinnati, just so this kid could go to that high school. Yeah, because if you live out of state, you can't play sports. Right. So he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I, I have to now. We have to travel a lot. Obviously, I travel a lot for all my college football work. And he said that, you know, St. X is a premier program, blah, blah, blah. I wanted my kid to go there. It's more, he's a quarterback. It's more of, 
he's a freshman now. He said it's more of uh, the offensive coordinator. And I'm thinking this is this is this is where we're at with high school sports. Yeah. Like you're talking about the offensive coordinator of a high school and your kid's a freshman. Like that guy might not even be there in a couple of years. He'd be a head coach somewhere. Right. And you're you bought a house in Cincinnati. Obviously, he has the money, but and he's from here and he went to Ohio State, but that's just I don't know, man. That's pretty crazy. But now but, his does his wife and his live there, like raise a kid there, like and, and Kirk's just like in that place in Tennessee. He said they're bouncing back and forth. Okay. Which to me is like, what? I knew some kids who did that so they could play people, kids who had money. I heard Lee Corso bought a PO box in Columbus so that his grandson could attend Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> but also Lee Corso, small bone family. His son is actually living in the large PO box. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Wearing a sycamore head. Lee Corso. I love Lee Corso. The sunshine oh, yeah. scooter. Oh, yeah. You got to love Lee Corso. I, I never watch. I, I don't watch college football anymore, so I don't watch college games. But like. If ESPN were smart, they would just make college game day fucking NFL game day and just do the same vibe because it's it's such a better show than every pregame show ever. But I just do not care about. Football. Well, also, Corso is grandfathered in to say some off the cuff stuff. Yeah. And he gets away with it because he's an 85 year old dude. Yeah. You know? Like Although he's, he's always been pretty tame. Like he's not like, yeah, but he'll still say some like off the cuff stuff in, in today's age of yeah. sensitivity, especially involving women. I know he said stuff in, in recent years, but you know, for the most part, you get a pass. If you've reached a certain age, you just get yeah. pervy. Yeah. Oh, that's something you have to look forward to. You're talking about aging earlier in the show. Being I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't know if, if in today's age you can get away with much, but I know they were trying to go after George H.W. Bush when he was like 95 in a wheelchair grabbing someone's ass, which was hilarious to me. Like you were going after this. Like of all the things we're going to go after this guy for grabbing a girl's ass. That's a whole other discussion. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you can get away with it in the nursing homes now. We do have a lot of NFL news. Great. We are get, one week away, Andy. I know. I'd love to get to some of this news. And as always, our NFL news and discussions this 2021 season will be presented by FanDuel. As we said earlier in the show, start playing fantasy football this season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500 Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at fanduel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty. Agent restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Okay, today's NFL news will start with the Patriots cutting Cam Newton and make naming Mac Jones, their starter pretty wild, pretty wild. news. Yeah. Pretty wild, but like pretty, pretty Belichickian, right? Like he had a quarterback competition, the guy, you know, if, if he had thought it was Mac Jones the whole time, Cam wouldn't have been there even going into the 
preseason there, he wouldn't have had, you know, a camp competition um, because Belichick is, is, you know, mindful of their salary cap and all that stuff. So Mac Jones is a starter. There's no, he Belichick smartly knows it is ludicrous to pay somebody a lot of money to be a backup cam gone. And uh, he'll, you know, he'll have whoever the fuck be well, the backup. He wouldn't have made a lot of money as the backup. Well, he would have made more than, first of all, the starter. Really? You sure? What do you mean? He's he's not making more than Mac Jones' rookie contract? No, I don't. I don't think so. Let me see. So Mac Jones signed a four-year, fifteen point six million contract. So less than four million dollars a year. Because Cam signed for less than Cam signed for like a million dollars last year. Did he? Yeah, remember that was the Wasn't that was the bonus? deal. His deal was for one year. Oh, this. Oh, this is what. Yeah, Cam was Cam was making less than him. Cam's deal this year with the Patriots had a base one point five million dollars salary, two million dollars signing bonus. Um, he could have made up the, yeah, that's all it was, man. Although, well, either way, although, need- although I'm seeing something else, which says one year, 5.1 million. Yeah. Well, re- regardless, I, I regardless, know he's, he's certainly making more than fucking whoever no name quarterback that he's going to have backup Mac Jones. And, well, and, and, he doesn't need a cam. He doesn't need a. He doesn't need a guy in fucking Yosemite Sam's hat, holding a clipboard on the yeah. sideline. And, he doesn't need star power. He doesn't need a guy who is formerly the MVP of the league, being on the bench behind a guy who may or may not struggle in his rookie year. Yeah, but honestly, I would I would guarantee you, first and foremost, he's thinking about the financials. Yeah. Well, and he was also, and there, a lot of people talked about this. The COVID stuff played a huge part as well. In the cam decision. Yeah. I don't know if you read that. I didn't read that. It was did. cam openly unvaccinated and he got COVID last year. Remember? Right. And everything I read was, you know, and all these coaches are doing it. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with the protocol and the, and it's ridiculous too, that people are, that people are, questioning it like the the story headlines are being spun into something that is totally untrue even by the headline like the headline that vaccination status is a factor in somebody making the jaguars or whatever like urban meyer said that doesn't mean he's cutting guys for being unvaccinated it simply means he's when the it's if it comes down to two guys He's considering one guy's vaccinated and may not get fucking put into the protocol. And one guy is like, well, and here's the thing. He, he denied it, but he really didn't. I'm, I'm reading a direct quote from Bill Belichick. Right. When, when asked if Cam's vaccination status played a role in his release, he said, no, you guys keep talking about that. And I would just point out that the number of players and coaches and staff members that have been affected by COVID in this training camp, who have been vaccinated is a pretty high number. I wouldn't lose sight of that. So like for sure it plays a factor. Yeah. 
And, 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 and now you're right. Urban Meyer made his comments. He's not being investigated by the NFLPA because technically, technically, let's put that in air quotes. You can't cut a guy because they're not vaccinated. Technically, technically you can't cut a guy, you know, for enjoying alcohol. Right. But if you have one guy who does and one guy who doesn't, you're like, you know what? I just don't know. We might be one in 15 this year. Guys are going to get fucking frustrated. Guys are going to like, I don't want a guy who's a wild card. Like, there's a million things that you can't cut people over. Sure. But you absolutely factor into your decision. Well, the, the thing is, I, again, yeah. And, and now not just Urban Meyer. Now the Colts GM said the same thing. Why wouldn't you if you're having to, if, if, it, if it comes down to like, I mean, this is essentially what. You know, uh, affirmative action is in theory, right? And what bothers people about affirmative action, they feel like people jump them in line. Right. But in theory, it's supposed to be when two candidates are exactly equal on paper. Sure. Right. That you give favor to uh, somebody who's a minority. The idea that a coach says, hey, we're between this third string tackle and this third string tackle. You know, instead of taking a poll of your offensive line coaches and being like, who votes Jefferson and who votes Smith? You just go, I'm going to take the guy who's vaccinated and may not get immediately stuck in protocol. Like that does, that doesn't even seem crazy to me. Well, yeah, it's just logical because also it's, it's the other players, he, you know, again, that, that it's going to affect. So if somebody had close contact, you know, the tracing contact protocol, Right. And then they have to sit and no play, no coach wants any players sitting out of practice because of this missing games. I just, did I just see the story? Was it the NBA is like potentially not going to be testing at all players who are vaccinated? I didn't see that, but I know. NBA unlikely to test fully vaccinated players regularly issues, COVID protocols for the 2021 22 and 22 season. Yeah, it just, it just like, like to me, I, I think it's important to, I don't know. I, I can take the politics out of it. I, I don't know why some of these people can't like it's it, to me, it's, it's not a political issue. It's do I want to make money? Do I want to help my team? That's all it boils down to. Yeah. Right. And that's so, what I've said. That's what I've said before about this whole thing in terms of the player decisions which is take your politics out of it take your conspiracies out of it take your medical history like on a simply team basis not getting vaccinated you're a shitty teammate we do a ton of things athletes do a ton of things everybody in the world does a ton of things as part of a team a corporation, a group, a job, a family that isn't something that they might necessarily prefer themselves, but for the sake of everybody else. And the idea of not getting vaccinated simply to help your team is insane, especially in the NFL when you can get cut like that. Yeah. It's not baseball. It's not basketball. You're not just stuck there forever. The NFL, you can get cut. You better be a superstar that's willing to put yourself ahead of the team. Yeah. 
And guess what? Kirk Cousins ain't a fucking super. I mean, it's unbelievable that Kirk Cousins is still doing this shit. Well, you know, and I think I I think this is a fair comparison. I don't know if anybody would debate this. I think it is. When I was a teacher, I had to have certain shots. You, we all had to. Do you remember, like, do you remember you having to just have a certain shots to be a, a kid? That's that's what I'm saying. So, like, I specifically remember after I signed the contract to teach, you had to do everything right: the background check, the criminal, the, the, the all those things. And part of it was I had to, and I wasn't up to date on some of my shots. It was like you were not allowed to be in the school with these kids unless you've had the following, the tetanus, the whatever. And I know for sure I had to get those shots before I moved. Because I, to me, that's the, it's, is there really a difference? To me, it's kind of the same thing. 100% no difference. Like, like to me, that's the same thing. And you know what? The, and the, the difference, the difference that some of these fucking idiots argue, first of all, now, obviously one of the vaccinations is FDA approved, but the idea that they're arguing like, it's not approved. It's untested. It's like the, the, the problem with these people who sit on this horrible fence of hypocrisy is you don't want to take the vaccine because you don't trust the government, but you need the government's approval to trust the vaccine. Like you are caught in a web of stupidity. And then also you'll fucking go to the livestock store and get horse dewormer and take that. Well, I, I would add as far as trusting, I, I, I can't help but laugh through all this to myself of the, the major obesity problem we have in our country and, and the food problem and, and the shit that we eat that we are putting in our body from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to bed, including myself. Like I know I'm eating crap a lot of times, but my point is to talk about I understand people being concerned about what they put in their body. You should be. You should always be concerned about what you put in your body. But I would argue the amount of people who aren't concerned about what they put in their body food-wise and then are more it's concerned all, about I, this. I was, talking to, I was talking to a friend about this who has, in my opinion, uh, he's a very smart person. He has a lot of common sense. We have, throughout our lives and our friendship, talked about you know, things. And like, he, you know, he sort of came to me. He's like, Hey man, like, hear me out here. Like, don't you understand somebody not getting it out of fear of the long-term effects? And I was like, yes, I understand that provided that they don't use a cell phone ever because we don't know the long-term effects of having a device constantly within two feet of you. So where are we drawing the line if that's your justification that thousands of scientists got together to try to end a global pandemic and you fear what it does? Well, motherfucker, you best be able to explain to me the long the long term effects of holding a cell phone 24 hours a day next to your genitalia. Driving an electric car, drinking fucking Red Bull. Like it's it's insanity. Yeah. Well, there are people who, you know, there are there are some folks. I mean, now we're probably 
at least 25, 30 years from it. But there are there were people years ago who are like, I don't know the long-term effects of LASIK surgery. Yeah, could, is it going to correct my vision in the short term? And then in, in my 80s, I'll be blind. But we don't have 50 years of fucking research. Yeah. So like, so like if that's your justification. Yeah. And I'm the same way. If, if you have concerns, I understand. And if you don't want to get a vaccine, I understand as well. But if you're on a football team. And that's where we come back all the way back around to sports. It's like, okay, first of all, if you're a person who's a sole thing that like, I mean, and the problem with this vaccine is, again, like the people who don't get it, you know, they're still going out there and potentially harming other people. If, if you're like, listen, I am a I'm a like isolated person. I stay at home. I'm still social distancing from people. I'm still asking. I don't want to get the vaccine. Cool. But if you're on a football team. If you're Kirk Cousins and you're the quarterback of a football team and you don't take it just so you don't miss games, you're a piece of shit. The end. You have other people's, especially a quarterback, you have the livelihood, the livelihood of other people in your hands. If you suck, some if, if you go down and you lose fucking three games because you're out with COVID, some guy's football career could end because of it. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's an issue. It's not going anywhere, which is, it's just, it just wears on you. Well, it's, it's going it's not going anywhere like the Atlanta Falcons. It's gone. It's gone from their team. They don't have to think about it anymore. They haven't been featured in the COVID protocol in close to a month now. I'm just, I'm just like so burnt out on it personally. I know we're talking about it and probably too long, but like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm burnt out on it, but I want to go back to, the AFC East real quick because we're yeah. talking Patriots. I saw a, a fascinating tweet the other day. Listen to the ages of the AFC East starting quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I saw this. Josh Allen, 25, Tua, 23, Zach Wilson, 22, Mac Jones, 22. That is nuts. Yeah. Josh Allen's the oldest at 25. Yeah. And then, and then I think if you, you know, I think you could do that in a lot of divisions, right? Well, I mean that we've we've been talking about this for a couple of years now. It's like, like, look at the AFC North. You have yeah. Burrow, um, Baker Mayfield. Um, well, obviously Ben's old, but uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, if you went division by division, it's mostly young cats. It's crazy how it's it's really changing. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. Unless you are unless you are, you know, just the quarterback away. If you're just the quarterback away, the idea of well, first of all, if you're just a quarterback away, you probably aren't drafting in the top half of the first round. Um, but if you're just a quarterback away, then go get somebody to fill in. The, yeah. the Rams, the Rams felt like they were just a quarterback away. They mortgaged all of that draft capital to go get a guy to replace Jared Goff, who they think essentially they said it without saying it personally kept them from winning a Super Bowl last year or yeah. in the last couple of years. 
if you're not just a quarterback away to not have a young quarterback on a rookie contract is stupid. Yeah. So the saints probably won't play maybe the first month in new Orleans. Trust me. I am well aware. Okay. Because of hurricane Ida so far, they have moved their opener to Jacksonville. Yeah. Against the Packers. And I, and I read up on this. This is actually pretty fascinating. They, they weighed their options. The NFL requires you have to play in a pro football stadium. Right. Which I did not know. So they, at first, we're looking at Dallas. Unless you're the Los Angeles <laughs> Chargers of Carson. True. They were looking at Dallas. That couldn't work because of a concert. Then they were looking at Florida. The reason they did not take Miami or Tampa, they were worried there was going to be way too many Packers fans. They even went as far, it's a pretty interesting article, right? They even went as far to look at flights from like Milwaukee and Green Bay to those three cities in Florida. And by far, Jacksonville was the most expensive. Right. That's smart. So, So the Saints will play. In Jacksonville, Jameis Winston's first game will be in Jacksonville against the Packers. So Jameis, or sorry, the Saints of their first six games, only two of them are supposed to be home games. They're opener against the Packers. Then they're on the road at the Panthers and the Patriots. Then they come back home first weekend of October for my New York football giants. The weekend that I will be at comedy house, New Orleans planned a whole comedy weekend. I'm going to the, Giants at Saints games, and then they go to Washington, and then they go to Seattle. So, I mean, really, essentially, they should be fine to play home games at least by their third home game. And God willing, DeGrom willing, the second home game, which should be October 3rd versus my New York Giants. In New Orleans, please, please don't do this to me. I want to see Jameis. I want to see my Giants. I want to. I want to see dirt balls tailgating in the parking lot with me after seeing my shows at Comedy House New Orleans, uh, which as of right now are scheduled to go off without a hitch. Yeah, it sucks, man. They, you know, New Orleans obviously gets hit a lot come hurricane season. Yeah, putting a city below sea level was, you know, suspect decision. <laughs> yeah. They're probably drunk, though. I love New Orleans. New Orleans is honestly one of my favorite cities. Dude, when I, when I think of those areas of the country, you know what always comes to mind? When the first settlers came, whether it's Florida or Louisiana, when they first saw alligators, I dude, I wish I had video of that. Of like, what the fuck is this dinosaur? Like the guy who was swimming and just got eaten up, and there was other dudes in the boats. I always think of that because alligators are dinosaurs, and I don't think people really. No, I'm being. They don't appreciate it enough. Like alligators is on my Andy Ruther list of like really cool animals, and like I'm fascinated that they've been around for millions of years and they haven't really evolved or changed. Like I could watch videos on alligators a lot because they're fascinating creatures and they're savages too, right? Can you imagine that though? The first dude who was in the boat 
And then it was like, yo, come on out for a swim. I don't know if it was like Ponce de Leon or like one of these early colonizers. A little name drop, a little historical name drop there. De Leon. He was in Florida. I, Ponce, like, get back in the boat. <laughs> When's the last time somebody got named Ponce? I'm going to name my first kid Ponce. That'd be dope. Ponce Ruther? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. Ponce Prano sounds better as alliteration. Yeah. Yo, Ponce. Get back in the back in the house. Is is that just and then just name his middle name Dela Ponce de la Prano? Juan Ponce de Leon. Uh Juan Ponce. But he went by better. Yeah. He could be another JPP, Juan Ponce Prano. Motherfucker was four foot 11. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Alligator spinning back out. He's like, I don't want to eat you. You know, you're not, you're not enough for me. This is, this is a appetizer, bro. Was Ponce a nickname because he was small? I think people were just small back then. By the way, I think I shrunk, dude. He's Latino, so we know. Yeah. I think I shrunk. I, I had a physical on Tuesday. Yeah. You're now five eight. She said I was five nine. I was like, "Well, I should be five nine and a half." She's like, "Dude, you shrunk. You're five. Yeah, I should be five nine and a half." <laughs> She's like, "You're not. You're five nine, not five nine and a half." R- real quickly about about. I just want to say this. About, Imagine if I went in and it was, I was suddenly six three and a half. Man, that would be a huge blow. Yeah, takes you from like tall to like a little bit tall. Message to all the uh, health providers out there. Don't leave a, when you get test results back and it's already going to be on the, my chart, don't leave a voicemail when the testing was everything from cholesterol to serious stuff to um, STD. Mr. Ruther, we're going to need you to call us back about your test results. Oh my God. We're seeing some things here. Yeah. It's a chart. You should be seeing some things. What you do, this is what I would advise. What you do is you leave the voice. Mr. Ruther, we have some terrible news for you. If you could call us back and you're like, what's the terrible news? I have cancer. No, oh, you're, you're five, five, eight and a half now. <laughs> your, your glycerites were down three points. Like, just don't leave a voicemail and say, we need you to call us back. Just oh, sit. Just I'll start listening to more Bush, I guess. Yeah. Just say, it's glycerine. Just say. Hey, like for me, everything was good. Thank God. Everything was fine. I don't have AIDS, even though my brothers always make those jokes. I don't have any of that stuff. Just say everything was good. Can you please call us back to go over your test results? That's all you got to say. I about had a panic attack yesterday hearing that voicemail. And then you put on hold for 10 minutes. And in that 10 minutes, you think you have everything from cancer to AIDS. You really do. Yeah. Like your mind just goes, and especially after the year and a half I dealt with with my parents, and my mind is like, oh my God, they need me to call them back. I have the worst thing ever. Did you see this thing that we were just tagged in on Twitter? Shout out to Jack Torrance 213. No, I did not. In, in the God damn it, will it ever fucking end segment of the Dirty Sports Podcast, Tim Tebow will debate Stephen A. Smith every Friday on first take. I can't 
give less of a fuck about either of them. But we're talking about them. See, we're, we're only helping their it, cause. But it's infuriating. It's who's fucking like Jesus Christ. Stephen A. Smith, incompetent in his own right. Now going to be debating somebody who's literally good at nothing. Start your fucking mega church. I hope that set catches fire and both perish. I don't care. I don't I don't care about wishing terrible things on terrible people. Savage. Um, yeah, I just won't watch it. Well, of course. I haven't watched ESPN. I don't I don't even I didn't even know first take was still a fucking thing. But it's just with, with, with all the great YouTube and podcasts out there. Why are you? I don't know. Why are these people doing this? I, I don't know. I don't get it either. It's a testament to how dumb people are because I'm sure ESPN has, you know, people. I mean, I, I guess if they had more people, their ratings wouldn't suck so hard. But like they've done their research and think like people will watch this, which is insane to me. Who are you? I'm going to argue right now. Our listeners. Well, I want to hear from our listeners. If you are the kind of person that is excited to tune in to Stephen A. Smith talking to Tim Tebow, call in and explain yourself. Like, I'm willing to hear you out. But like, how? Why? What? What sport? Here's a question. What sport? What what opinion? I by the way, I I, I texted this to Tony Calabrese because he hates Tim Tebow, and he immediately called me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what sport do you want to hear them talking about? Do 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 you care at all about Stephen A. Smith's opinion of football? How is Stephen A. Smith allowed to talk about football anymore? Wasn't it like two seasons ago? He's like, I just. Don't think the Redskins can win this weekend. I, I just don't think Theismann's leg is recovered. And you're like, what the? Who the fuck are you talking about? They were like two years removed from him not knowing who's on NFL rosters. Are we going to talk NFL football with a guy who was just immediately cut from an NFL team after two but, but, weeks? But in look, camp? look, I, I take it a different way. I, I take it as I don't think people really are watching it. I mean, the ratings are showing, and I know we've discussed ratings, but you know, if you look. At the current, you know, atmosphere of sports media, like take Pat McAfee for example. Pat has a Daily Show. Pat McAfee has fucking Aaron Rodgers. That's what, on I, was, that's Tuesdays, what I was about. That's what I was about to ESPN say. ESPN has Tim Tebow and Stephen A. Smith screaming at each other about God knows what. That's what I was about to say. Pat has Aaron Rodgers on weekly during the NFL season, unfiltered. Great interviews, not scared to talk about everything. That's my point. Aaron Rodgers won't do those shows. There's there's a reason. Like it, it's their their brand, so to speak. It, I mean, I'm not just saying this. I, it, it legit it legitimately is dying. Like I I don't know how that's affected advertising. I shouldn't say dying, but it's it's the hardcore 
person. I, I just don't know who they are. Like I would even argue though, like that this pairing is that this pairing doesn't take into consideration. Like who at this point, if you're still a Tim Tebow fan, you're just some backwards ass Florida fucking Jesus loving dipshit who probably fucking hates Stephen A. Smith more than you've ever hated any person on the planet. And if you're still the kind of person that fucking tunes into Stephen A. Smith, can you possibly give a shit about Tim Tebow? Like they're they're both so bad and so like historically inept. And they don't even have a fucking Venn diagram of crossover. Like, I just need to hear from one person who's interested in this conversation. I don't want to hear them talk separately. I don't want to hear them talk together. I can't believe I I'd rather watch Stephen A. Smith be a tight end on the Jaguars. than watch Tim Tebow on television. But, but, but again, I, I think it's I think I always say we live in the WWEH. Like everything's WWE, whether it's sports talk or news, everything's, I would argue a lot of it's scripted. It's for entertainment value. That, that's, that's who's watching it. Like, like that video is going to pop up on Twitter of the first debate. Like I've said before of Stephen A. Smith and Tim Tebow. And they're so different that people are going to want to see the disparity between. Come on, Tim. You really telling me. The Los Angeles Chargers with Dan Fouts have a chance against Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs? What Jesus are you praying to? Uh, Stephen A., uh, uh, Dan Fouts retired uh, uh, 42 years ago. You know what? I do UFC. I do NBA, I do MLB, I do NFL. Sorry, I can't keep up with all the transactions on the San Diego Chargers. Uh, Steven, they moved They moved to Los Angeles a couple of Oh, I'm now supposed to follow where they're playing? I cannot believe. But again. ESPN thinks that their audience and, and maybe they're right. Maybe their audience is this stupid. We just, maybe it's just a, people who can't figure out how to use the internet, but we just gave them a five minute promo for this happening. I mean, we did. I mean, it's funny. I love your Stephen. A. you can do it all day long. I'll listen to it. Oh, your Tim Tebow is that <laughs> your, I, your Tim Tebow is an interesting person. I've never, you know what you hear? This is, this is he's soft spoken. This is fantastic news, Andy. I'm so glad my Tim Tebow isn't good. You know why? I've never once seen, seen Tim Tebow on TV have a microphone placed in front of him and not immediately turn Change it off. Channel, yeah. I have no idea how Tim Tebow sounds. He's not interesting. I just, sounds, I just assume he sounds like a Jesus freak, bumbling, southern fucking idiot. I've never, I can't in total honesty say that I've, I haven't turned off the TV the second I see his face. All right. Somebody's trying to call and they're off. Which uh, is probably a reminder for us to get to the calls. Today's Dirty yeah, Sports Calls. Stretch to get to. I know. Today's Dirty Sports Calls are brought to you by our friends at Miller Lite. I'm rocking the Miller Lite hat. You had it last week. 
You got it right there? Yeah, right here. Scales, double up. Oh, we're going to go twinning right now. Guys, if you haven't got Miller Lite, I don't know what you're waiting on. We have gotten some great tweets, though. I want to shout out all the dirtballs who keep sending us some amazing tweets, repping their Miller Lite cans, whether it's at a grill out, a golf course, a baseball game. It warms Joe and I's heart to see you guys taking part with the finest Pilsner, the original light beer with great taste since 1975. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your friends, go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Light pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I love it so much. I can't wait. It's, it's Thursday here. You know, it's basically the day the weekend starts. I'm just going to, I can't wait to get through all the stuff I have today. Crack my weekend Miller Lite. Celebrate one week from NFL football when, I mean, I might, I, I, I probably got 30 Miller lights in this mini fridge next to me, but I, I might need to go out and, uh, and load up because next Sunday I'll be here next Thursday. Next Sunday will be four, you know, be, be here before I know it. I don't want to run out. I don't want to run out week one. I might have to stockpile all this week. Yeah, you should. Well, we only have two quick calls. We'll get to 310-359-8365 is the hotline. We'll start here. Yeah, what's up, boys? Captain Kook, a.k.a. Kookmeyer, is calling to welcome Andy to Stoner Dome, his first bag of chips. Man, I remember the first time I ate a bag of chips. I remember the first time I smoked a bowl and then went to Jack in the Box and got a full combo, large fries, large drinks, and I went out to the parking lot and I smoked another bowl. And then I went back to that same Jack in the Box and got the same exact thing. Two full combos. Two large fries, large drinks, no problem. But Andy, let us know when you sit down and enjoy a box of cereal. And I don't mean like a little box. I mean one of those fucking value-sized family boxes. Get yourself down at Costco or Sam's Club or wherever it is that you're doing your shopping. I don't know if Trader Joe's has like fucking 4,000 calorie packs of cereal, but... Take one of those bad boys down, and then tell me how you feel. Uh, condoms are for stoners who don't like shit after they smoke. That's the best thing ever. Your first bag of chips, Andy. Well, but I, I, I would put myself head-to-head with a lot of people eating with, with, with the munchies. I, I would. Like I said, normally I don't just do like a bag of chips. Normally I'll do like... 14 cheeseburgers from somewhere yeah you, you've seen me you've seen the me. starting and the finishing of a bag of chips was you know it, it was unique it was for a, me it was just a reality shop it, it was it was just like i said normally it's me going to mcdonald's and crushing yeah. the value you've seen it you've yeah. seen it whether i'm drunk or stoned it's like do you really have to order all that yeah so it, yeah it was just the chips and like he's he's given some straight up stoner stuff like the full box of cereal. Yeah. Full box of cereal is aggressive. You know, I had no idea. I was like, I was like way older than I should have been before I realized like 
people take the milk and put it in those mini boxes of cereal and eat directly out of the box. Like I was like, Oh, you, of course you need a bowl. And they're like, no. So I, they have a little wax paper in these boxes. So you could just like have a cereal to go. I want to see you do that with like a full box of cereal, <laughs> pour the milk directly into the box. Nah, of see, I'm not, a, I'm not a big cereal guy. I love cereal. I'm not a big cereal guy at all. So like that won't be one where I'm just, do you have so- cereal in the house? No. Wow. In fact, I just, you know, there's like giant cereal containers where you lift the lid and yeah, I just gave those away to the poor. So there's two. <laughs> just gave those away to the poor. Well, I mean, there was, there... I stopped by the, uh, the, the Bishop Sycamore campus and <laughs> dropped off some cereal Tupperwares. So I'm getting rid of some stuff. Anything goes. There will be some items that stay, but a lot will go. Okay, this is a good way to wrap up the show. We're going, but dude, I, I love people really want to talk Jameis. And uh, I like this comparison that he makes. Hi, this is Peter, Michigan Dirtball. Um, I'm going to pile on to the Jameis Winston discussion. So, first of all, if the Saints do win a playoff game, I will. I think the Saints' best chance of having a playoff game is that Jameis gets benched in a playoff game and another QB just game manages it out anyway. Um, So there's that. And then... And then Jameis Winston is... And Josh Allen are like a tale of two cities type shit. Like, they're both big, strong guys, but like... You can just tell that Josh Allen is a better decision maker, works better on his mechanics, but you saw it in the first three years. Like, he could have gone down the Jameis Winston route, and you see that maybe if Jameis Winston had, like, gotten his eyes fixed and fixed his mechanics a few years into the seat, his career, he may have been able to turn it around. But he didn't. He's terrible. Trash. That's my take. Condoms are for kind of the Saints for Jameis is their starting quarterback. They should have had a better plan than this. Anyway, bye. I, I like yeah. it because he's talking about just the progression of yeah. Josh Allen. Where you didn't really see a progression. Like, like again, Jameis is 5,000 yards. I, I, I would argue are the most meaningless 5,000 yards I've ever seen. You know, we always do touchdown to interception ratio. But what about like yards to interception ratio through for 5,000 yards, he threw 30 touchdowns or he threw 30 interceptions, I should say. Yeah. It's like you, you chuck the ball around a ton. You turn over the ball 40 times in a season. This is going to happen. But you know what I hate? I hate that. The, uh, first of all, I agree a hundred percent with what he said, because that is what you have to worry about with a guy like, Josh Allen is you have these, you have a gunslinger. You have a guy who threw a lot in college. You have a guy who part of his, you know, worth is that he isn't afraid to throw the ball around, takes chances, whatever. I'm not against taking chances, but you have to be able to turn that down when you have a team plays good defense and where you're like, you can't give away games. Jameis gave away games. Now I saw a tweet the other day, I forget who tweeted it. And the guy was like, James is going to have a big 
it was like somebody who's in the media who like, you know, whose opinion I value. I like follow. I forget who the fuck it was now, though. And they were like, he was like, Jameis is going to have a big year. And I've talked to NFL executives who say, you know, Sean Payton is going to dial it back for Jameis. Unlike Bruce Arians, whose offense demands taking chances. Tom Brady threw 12 picks last year. 12. So the point is, and I understand Tom Brady's one of the greatest of all time. Okay, bump that up to 18. You know, put 50% more picks on it. James threw 30. So a competent quarterback in this risk-taking system threw 12 picks. That's less than a pick a game. James drew 30. Yeah. I, 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 again, I just don't get the dude. He can, he can turn it around. I'm not saying he can't. Let's say James, you know, maybe, maybe he needs and Sean Brady threw for four, 4,600 yards last year. It's not like they turned down the offense for Tom Brady. James can turn around, but until he does, I'm going to say he's not. You got to prove me wrong. Five years. And I uh, 100% agree again. I agree even more with this statement than a Josh Allen comparison, which I think was a great comparison or like sort of a rookie Josh Allen comparison. We for sure have seen the growth. I 100% agree. I think a reckless decision by the Saints to be a team on the verge and maybe be a team that's a young quarterback away, like a guy who can come in and step in for Drew Brees, who was obviously aging and couldn't push the ball downfield. The idea that that person is Jameis Winston is insane to me. Yeah, let's, I just not, feel for, like, let's not forget how good that Saints defense is. Yeah. So the defense was never the issue. It was more of the offense. I, I agree. I think it is a good assessment of condoms or four. That's a great condoms or four. I mean, the people who were like, he sat behind Drew Brees for a year. He got all the tutelage from Drew Brees, from Sean Payton. He's re-. like th- this notion. You are, I'll just say this you are absolutely bonkers crazy if you think Jameis is going to walk in there. And throw for I'm sure. I'm sure Jameis Winston and Drew Brees just like fucking got along like 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 splendidly, eating W's while Drew Brees is like, uh, I'm, I understand that you're eating your fingers, but if you can give me a minute, I'm posting on Instagram about how black people shouldn't be able to talk. James well, is like, wait, what? Well, I wasn't gonna go. I was gonna say what I was gonna say. My statement was gonna be. You're you're nuts if you think Drew not Drew Brees if you think Jameis Winston's going to march in there throw for 4,500 yards 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions he's just not he's not he's not that's why I made the prediction of the 4,200 yards 25 touchdowns you know 17 18 interceptions his ratio is not going to be that good and the difference in the NFL the seven point game difference are these turnovers they are. Yeah. The end of the, the end of the day, those turnovers, the difference. Good luck. I don't think it's going to happen. Breaking the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now the second team to be 100% vaccinated. I saw that coming because Arians has been really, really strict on it. He's been a yeah. stickler.
310-359-8365. Once again, that's the hotline. If you want to leave a podcast review, I will send you two free koozies. Had a nice one I was reading last night saying how he's been a listener forever, just now getting around to the review, which uh, that always makes me laugh. So uh, he wanted those koozies. Maybe he's a new, maybe he's a new fan. I've listened since I was a sophomore in high school. Now I'm a senior in college. <laughs> Seven years of fucking. <laughs> like, he's like, you know what? The message really got across after seven years. I should review this podcast. That's unbelievable. He's like, I didn't have a cell phone till now because I was worried about the long-term effects of 5G. That's unbelievable. Well, now he's a senior in college and he can drink. And uh, now he needs koozies. So Back back in his sophomore days, he he had his dad koozies, you know? So yeah, drop that iTunes review. I keep saying it. The podcast review, the Apple podcast review, and leave your Twitter and Instagram handle, and I'll uh, I'll get those koozies out. Follow us on social at the Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther, or you can follow me on the dating apps just at Andy. <laughs> Back on the apps, we didn't talk about that. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, like- nice episode. Well, everybody should know Andy's back in. Um. We also didn't talk about the Mets GM getting DUI. That's You're right. We'll say that for another day. Real, real quick about the apps. What I learned was it's kind of like Jameis and Drew Brees. I haven't been on dating apps for two and a half years. Yeah. I, I sat and I watched. I watched others and, and I learned. Now I'm going to be uh, the best I can be at dating apps. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Joe Prano, all social media uh, at Joe Prano, except for. Uh, Twitter at Fix Your Life. That's Instagram at Joe Prano. TikTok at Joe Prano. Oh, put up another, put up another TikTok that went uh, went pretty big the other day. Um, I now have more followers on TikTok than I ever did on Instagram. Once again, Andy, this is like the koozie thing all over again. Seven years telling people to follow me on Instagram. Can't do it. One fucking mustache video on TikTok. Boom. I, I, I jump up. Uh, come see me at a show in... California, up and down the coast these next couple of weeks of September. You can see all my dates at joeprano.com. Or if you are in the Southeast portion of the United States of America and the Giants-Saints game doesn't get rescheduled, come join me for Giants-Saints in New Orleans and four shows at Comedy House New Orleans, October 1st and 2nd. And drink Miller Lite and send me pictures. I'm watching your TikTok video right now. Yeah. I wonder if I'll ever join. I mean, at least I, 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 I've been saying this. You should, you should just start a dirty sports TikTok account. I feel like that could get, you know, put some of those Andy Ruther, uh, film. We're, we're filming your own television season is upon us. Andy, <laughs> the Andy Ruther filming his own TV portion of the year. It, it, it returns every September, like the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Are you talking about all the clips? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the copyright is. Like, Twitter's fine. Yeah. And Instagram, I don't know how TikTok is with that stuff. I don't think they give a fuck. The one you cannot mess around with is, is putting music on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. It will flag you for that instantly. All right, guys, that's the show. We made it to September. 
Have a lovely holiday weekend. We'll be back in a few days. And as always, stay dirty. Bye.